Welcome in. This is the latest edition of the Character Concerns Podcast. My name is Christian Ocero, joined as always by my guy, Jay Binkley. So we had one of two options leading into this episode. Two very, very distinct choices. So what we could have done is we could have opted to go with, had the Chiefs lost, we would have done a report card on the rookies for the 2023 season. Shamari Connor, go ahead and give him an A. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of guys big, we could probably get some My guy! Out. <laughs> How about Shamari? Anyway, we'll he's save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. He's definitely, uh, he's definitely stepped his game. Uh, yeah, let's save it. But uh, because the Chiefs won in Buffalo, in Orchard Park, this past uh, Sunday against the Bills, we're going to do our mock draft 0.2. We're not going to officially put you know, whole numbers on these things until, uh, I mean, I would say we, we should probably wait to like put out an official mock until what combine after a combine. Oh man. We're, we're what, what day is the 22nd. Yeah. So we, we got a month. I, I would say a little bit well, over January a month 31st, now. the first senior bowl practice. Right. I mean, we are getting close. Yeah. I, 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 I want to, before we start branding anything officially, I want to get uh, I want to get a uh, get the combine in first. Uh, so, but we're gonna do a mock draft today. Zero point two. We already did a zero point one. What was it like a month and a half ago? That's right. So now with twenty eight of the thirty two first round slots locked in, now I think we can get a little bit more accurate view of where these guys might land. So, simple, same rules as last time. No trades. We're not going to do anything like that. Simple, 1 through 32. We each make our pick, give a little explanation why. The obvious ones, we probably won't go so in-depth because you know, we did that last time, and you guys probably already know. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know. Like, we this is just how these guys are. We kind of geeked out. You need something to do. Maybe shovel the driveway listening to yeah. it because we give you a lot of... Right. A lot of info. Yeah. There's a lot of things to, to cover here. But uh, so Chicago Bears, number one overall in this draft. They uh, That's the pick that the Panthers traded for them so they could move up to one overall last year and take Bryce Young. So Bears are in a really good position here with the draft. So uh, I believe last time I went first. Here's- and here's the thing is right now they have the Chiefs at 29. So if you go first, you'll get to make their pick this time because I made it last. Yeah, time. fine, it's perfect. Works out so great. Works out great. You make the pick here. Bears Works on the great. clock, number one overall. Who you got them taking? This season is tough because the whole, <laughs> it is. It is. Is this I tough? Mean, is it really that tough? Thing in my mind, it's Caleb Williams. Yes, but. You know, you got to think. Well, Ryan Poles is thinking. Does he want Justin Fields? Does he think he's got something there? Listen, man, I'm tired of teams thinking, okay, I have the guy. He's going to step up. Listen, Justin Fields has done some great things. He, he really has. What great things has he done? I mean, he's been so, not a great thing. He's had some great me, games. Great games. He's that, never put it together. Well, he's, a great, he's a great runner. He's a great runner. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, ball control. I love the accuracy. There's a lot of great at times this year. There's a lot of great runners. He's got great arm strength, but he's not the greatest Ohio State quarterback that belongs to C.J. Stroud. So you got to win, man. You got to have a quarterback to win. We know that. You know, as much as we like wide receivers, it's been the quarterback show here in the postseason. 
Caleb Williams at times, listen, I'm not going by hearsay or what people say. Oh, the team doesn't like him or he rubbed people the wrong way or blah, blah, blah. No. Right now he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL draft. Went in the season as the most talented quarterback. USC had Swiss cheese for freaking defense. He was asked to do way too much, and I'm really starting to doubt Lincoln Riley's acting as head coach. I don't think I don't think Lincoln Riley is that long for USC. Yeah, so I believed in him before this year. I really did. He had the Heisman Trophy winner there, Caleb Williams, Chicago Bears. All right, Caleb Williams in agree? our mock is. I agree with you. Okay. I I don't think there's much debate for anyone else there other than him. I think if if the Bears. Their own pick would have been much higher if Caleb would, if uh, if uh, Justin Fields was better. He was not good this year, so I, I think it's pretty easy. Uh, number two overall, we got the Washington Commanders. This is tough because I, I got two options here. You can go Drake May, quarterback out of North Carolina, or you can go Olu Fashanu, tackle out of Penn State. Um, the question really becomes, do you believe in Sam Howell? And I'm not convinced I I don't really buy in. I don't think Hal was bad this year. And I think you can make a case that they should probably go tackle because Hal had some pretty good numbers. He led the NFL in yards past the midway point of the season. Yeah, he did. So, like, he. But towards the end of it. Towards the end of it, he was was not good. And they benched him. And um, I can't remember who they they put in in place of him. I can't Uh, recall. It probably doesn't matter. Probably is not even something worth looking up. But. so when I look at that and I, I just kind of think of, do you think he's the answer for your team at quarterback? And I don't think he's the answer for the team at the quarterback. And so as much as I'd like to go Marvin Harrison Jr. Or oh, actually not Marvin Harrison Jr. Brissett, wasn't it? it was, Jacoby Brissett, yeah. It was. Yeah, so you, that's how you know things were good. So as much as I'd like to go uh, an Olu Fashano or Marvin Harrison Jr. or something like that, I think Drake May is the obvious choice here. So Drake, Drake May. May, number two overall to the Commanders. So... We have the Patriots on the clock at three overall. Patriots number three overall. This quarterback, I'm going quarterback again. I'm going quarterback, um, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I, I think I, I think I know who you're going with. And uh, Bo Nix. Just kidding. Jaden Daniels. I was to say, I was like, what? We got a couple highs of Jaden Daniels, quarterback at LSU. I think he's special. And, you know, right now you're looking at talent-wise, you know, you're wondering who it's going to be. Because you know there's going to be a dud. There's always a dud. With, well, it's more than a dead. Yeah, there's usually first round there's quarterbacks. Usually, if let's say you have five first round quarterbacks, two of them are probably going to well, look at 2018. Lamar Jackson was picked 32nd. It, he he's hit, a two time NFL MVP because he's going to yeah. win it this year. He hit Josh Allen hit, and yeah. then after that, Baker Mayfield's been man. Josh Rosen's no longer in the Baker's league. Baker's been better, but yeah. And yeah, so uh, no, I, I I actually think that uh, you make a good case there for that. Um, so, but I, I like him, and it's a new era. Uh, with, with Gerard Mayo in uh, New England, he sees the value of you got to have that team leader. Mac Jones, listen, they're they're gonna again. You got to win now, or you move on to another quarterback in the draft. I really like Jaden Daniels. Hey, Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting there. That is a, a very, very, very tempting pick. Got to have someone run the show though, because Mac Jones ain't it. Well, uh, fourth overall, Cardinals. There, this one's really easy. Marvin Harrison Jr. White. Oh no, but <laughs> 
This one's super I don't easy. Know why we're picking on Bonex. This is super easy. I like Bonex. I do too. I don't know why. <laughs> so, not this early. <laughs> so fifth overall, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers, a team that you were really worried was going to have a worse pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, was man. Pick. We went back and forth. You know they damn near beat the Buffalo Bills. Came they, down but the they final did, minute. The Bills tried to lose that game, but they, they did. They, That's they, one they, thing about they, Buffalo. They is oh, but don't, don't forget the Chargers had sixty three points put on their ass. Right. And, <laughs> and then the, the next week they came out and they almost beat them. The Buffalo Mighty Bills, right? I think I know where you're going here with the sixth. You know, though, with the I, I've fifth seen overall some. Pick. I've seen some go Malik Neighbors here, and I get it. Hey, wide receivers. You got to think Justin Herbert's always going to need his weapons. A wide receivers, tight end, you name it. But Antonio Gates, such such you know good. Kellen Winslow. It's a great history. You think of the history with tight ends in Kansas City. I think of it with the Chargers as well. And uh, it's one of the best, not only receivers, but pass catchers as well. Because I think Brock Bowers is going to be a little bit like Kelsey, where he's up there at the top of, uh, you know, even receiver catches. I've seen Brock Bowers sliding from 5 to 15, but no, he's not passing the Chargers at number 5. Luckily, they tanked out the season and they're able to get Brock. Yeah, I, I thought this, it was funny when I was I was doing some mocks earlier for practice. And I was like, I was like, because I knew you were going to go first, so I was like, I guarantee he's gonna put he's gonna have Brock Bowers go into the Chargers at five. So I just mocked I him there. The Bears taking Brock. Mocked, I mocked him there every time. The whole time I was like, I was like number five for sure is Brock Bowers. Well, I'm picking a future Hall of Famer number five. So which is uh, not what you think. You think all right, it's one or two future Hall of Famer. I think there's two future Hall of Famers in this draft that you've already drafted at this point. But we have yeah Marvin Harrison Jr. and and uh, Brock Bowers. So in you know thirty years, twenty years. Actually, twenty years. Look back at closer it. Closer to twenty. Yeah. If they if it takes them that long to get in, they, they wouldn't that. Yeah. There were some question marks. So we're sixth overall. New York Giants on the clock. This one is a I think pretty easy as well. Uh, I've mocked this guy to the Giants before. Wide receiver Malik Neighbors out of LSU. They need some wide receiver help. They overpaid on Daniel Jones, and so they're stuck with them at least for the next like I think I think. I don't think they can get out until two more seasons. So you you got what you got. And it was Jalen Hyland last year. Right. So you might as well just surround him with much talent as much talent as you can. Neighbors, I think, fits in really well with what they like to do. My second so best uh, receiver this year. Not even a question on that. So seventh overall, we got the Tennessee Titans on board. Tennessee Titans. Now I'm leaning towards a certain direction here. Yeah. And they do too. I, we're using pro football focus here, and the, the best available, and I agree with it at this point. Uh, Joe Alt, uh, that some people even had going number two overall uh, to so, the Commanders. Yeah, I can see that. So I'm going Joe Alt to the uh, Tennessee Titans. Okay, so ninth, uh, eighth overall, we've got. And don't the, get me wrong, they need wide receivers too. They do, <laughs> but they need several things. So eighth overall, we've got the Atlanta Falcons on board here. This one, so I'm going to make I'm I'm making this pick as if. Bill Belichick already has the job because I think Bill Belichick's going to take that job. I think he's going to. I think he's going to take that job. I wonder how many going to interview Harbaugh for the second time this week. I, Belichick, yeah, Belichick probably ain't used to do two interviews for a job, right? I, I mean, I I respect their due diligence and all of that, and I know that Harbaugh's doing a second interview with the Chargers as well. Um, I think Kirk Cousins could end up there as a free agent quarterback, but possibly. that means they're not going to draft one anyway because Kirk Cousins is a nice enough guy. They would play that Alex Smith role. I don't the quarterback behind them. I don't think they're gonna. 
I think they would probably more so go with the, a guy like a Kirk Cousins, a more veteran guy, yeah. than draft one right now. So, yeah, this one, like I said, I'm assuming Belichick will take that job, and uh, if he does that, he's a defensive guy. He wants to go out there and have a great front four, and he wants to have a great secondary, especially a corner. Corner is really, really important for Belichick, and uh, I think the the guy that really jumps out as a potential top star at corner, uh, who's an uh, amazing athlete, Bill Belichick loves those amazing athletic corners. I'm going to go Cooper DeGene. Cornerback out of Iowa going to the Falcons. Going to Cooper already. Yeah. The way I see it is like the athleticism is something that kind of gives him the upside. And I think when you're in that position there, you already have a good defense. Like the defense was pretty good for the Falcons this year. Uh, But you had a gamer there. You had Bill Belichick's style of defense there. Um, you know, they'll. I think they'll put in some work on the offensive end to make sure because they got talent on offense. They yeah. just the schemes, man. The quarterback situation isn't great, so I think they could find a way to work around that. So I'm going to go Dijon there. This is tough. Uh, Chicago Bears at nine. Um, because granted, you know they get quarterback. They get quarterback at the first. So pick. you got quarterback now, but and I think you've got some good weapons on your offensive side. You know, but the offensive line is something I really think they need more than anything. Yeah, I can see that. So I'm going to go for Shanu, um, uh, the tackle. Um, at a at Penn, State, Penn State. Penn State's uh, Olo Fushanu. Yeah, no, he's, no. I think he's the best tackle in this draft class. I think he is the most uh, – I think he's the most – I think he has the best foundation of all the tackles. He's my second best tackle behind Alt. Yeah, I, I think he's better than all. I think he's just more fundamentally sound. The one thing about him, and you hear that a lot about from scout from scouts, is like he needs a little bit more of an edge. But like from a technical standpoint, he's I think he's by far the best tackle in this, especially as a pass blocker. Um, so now we've got the Jets here at number ten. If you're the Jets, you're probably not at that happy because I'm sure for the Jets, you're thinking, oh, we can get a tackle here. And so I'm sure they were hoping that Fashanu was going to fall or all either of the two would fall here. So without him on the board now, I still think offensive tackle is one of your biggest, if not the biggest need that you have. And when I look at it, one of the guys I really like here is J.C. Latham, tackle out of Alabama. I think you you want to make sure that your, your front five are on board doing their job, especially at the tackle position, because you have an old quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And one of the big reasons why he didn't play this year, other than the first drive of the season, was because of the fact that he was he got hurt because guys were able to generate pressure from the very get-go of the season. So uh, I'm going to go J.C. Latham here. I think he's the number three tackle in this draft class, and I think they go out there and they give themselves a gamer to help shore up the uh, offensive line position there for them. Yeah, I like it. Anytime you're going on the Alabama offensive line, except for Alex Southward a couple years ago, take care yeah, of the yeah. But, but, <laughs> but I, we, I think we knew that before he was actually taken that he was probably fool's gold if you take him in the first round. I do round. like the pick. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. So Vikings so 11th overall. They need so much. They need so much. This It's really one of these drafts where you can almost talk yourself into anything you select. Um, I think this one's easy for you. Do you? Yeah. You thinking Jazeer Newton or you thinking Lantu? No, no. I'm thinking quarterback. You're thinking quarterback in this situation? Yeah. Because I mean, here's there's, the thing there's so you gotta many... do. Because Kirk Cousins is, is old. Yeah, but he's not on a long he's not on a long term deal. So it's like I, I get it, but again, you're the getting time. to the questionable. You're getting to the questionable. Can this guy be a team leader quarterback situation? Um 
That's the real question. If if a guy can, because the one guy I look at is Penix Jr. Penix, I like him a lot. That's the guy I look at, and I when I look at him, I'm like, with those weapons, with that arm strength, like. And if Kirk Cousins doesn't come back, yes. And even if he comes back, you can just sit Penix for a year. He learns, and after that red shirt year, then he comes out and be, becomes a starter. I think there's a lot of options there, but I, I don't think you could go wrong with Jerzon Newton. I, I, I actually, or Latu. I really like Latu. I really, Rusher, I, I like. I really like Latu. I'm going to go Latu here because I, I don't want to go rookie quarterback with them. I, they need so many things, but I really like the edge present. And you know, Dallas Turner was another option. Yeah, Turner's another option. You know, there was another option there, but I like Latu in this situation. I think that uh, I think that Latu is. The best edge rusher in this draft class, so I I I, I completely understand why uh, you go with that, and it would make sense for them because they really kind of like to mix things up. He's he's an outside linebacker uh, at when he was at UCLA, so I'm sure that like Brian Flores would love to have a guy like him because he's certainly a guy that can draw back in coverage yeah. as well. So it creates some versatility there. So it makes sense. I really I, like I Newton it. there too, though. Just your dude. So it's. So we get to the Broncos here at number 12. I think their issues are pretty obvious. Uh, I think this so this was the last year that Russell Wilson will have played for the uh for the uh, Navy and Orange and now you look at their situation and they need a quarterback and uh Sean Payton probably isn't going to get a whole lot of time to do it because if if it goes if it gets worse than it was last year the fans there are going to push against it, especially because you got Patrick Mahomes in your division, you got Justin Herbert in your division. There's not, I don't think, I don't think Peyton's going to get a whole lot of time to fix things. So, I think now's the time you go get your quarterback, you develop them, and so to me, I think they breathe a sigh of relief when the Vikings don't take Michael Penix Jr. and I think they go Michael Penix Jr. here in the first round. Michael Penix Jr. to the Broncos. So now we got the Raiders on the clock at thirteen. You don't care. You don't care about lefty righty. No, I, I I think you can. I think you can make the adjustments based on like any good coach can make the. I mean, obviously, like Mike McDaniel, he had to adjust his offense to a lefty quarterback when he came from San Francisco to Miami, and I mean the Falcons did it when Mike Vick was there. I mean, you can you can make it work. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that it, that it can work. Um, Raiders. Oh man, there's yeah. a lot of needs that they they can address here. And I think the two top guys that, that PFF has on the board right now are uh, Romo Dunze, wide receiver for Washington; Jerzon Newton, tackle, defensive tackle for Illinois. Um, See, I still think they need quarterback. And yeah, I would have been hard pressed not to take Michael Penix there had not been your selection. Well, I like Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is a, a great option as well. I think But Mano Dunze, man, you have him, Devontae Adams. Yeah. I'm the, going the, to I'm going to Dunze for okay. the Raiders. Okay. Go another wide receiver. How many put wide receivers that have us taken now? We, so we've got Odunze, that's one. We've got I think that's Neighbors. Neighbors is two and, and then Harrison's Harrison three. And the so record's three. a seven back in two thousand four. And a lot of these mocks been teetering on, you know, five to Seven. Right, yeah. So we've got the Saints on the clock at 14. The Saints would have loved to have had Jaden Daniels there. Um, that obviously didn't happen. And so... They would have had Mahomes back in 17 as well. Yeah, they would have. They would have taken Mahomes <laughs> if the Chiefs had to trade it up to 10. Yeah. They would have taken him. So 
Um, but yeah, I think this one's actually really easy. The Saints could use some quarterback help. Um, they got Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not been good. And so I think you look at that situation, and this was really easy. Bo Nix, quarterback Oregon. I really like him. And I think if you're a team that needs a quarterback, this is a good year to go get one up until this point. After Bo Nix, there's probably not a guy I would take in the first round at quarterback. So um, we're at 15 overall now. We got the Colts on the clock. Colts on the clock. Um, this one's really because they don't have the obvious glaring need like a lot of other teams that we've done for. No, they don't, but uh, I'm really looking at corner. I'm looking at corner. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good, uh, yeah. good Kool-Aid direction. Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. I've really watched him, like watching him play this year. Uh, so I'm going to go Kool-Aid in this situation. I, I do like that pick. Um, I, I think, almost went Nate Wiggins but, uh, from Clemson, but decided on Kool-Aid. So, yeah, because here's the tough thing about those two is you look at McKinstry, and I see with McKinstry someone who's probably – a little bit more of a safer pick. And I look at Wiggins, and I think he could potentially be the best corner of the league. Yeah, the potential's there. It was a hard decision, but Kool-Aid just made it. Yeah, so it's like, so your question of, are you going with a guy who is probably safer, or are you going with the higher upside? So I I get where you're going. I get where you're going there. Um, We've got the uh, Seahawks, number 16. And uh, I think this one's another pretty easy one. The Seahawks... Love to play 1995 football. Their offense really kind of seems set. They could use a quarterback, but um, I I honestly don't think they're going to do that. So I think they're going to try to work on their defense, shore that up. And I think the help they could use is on the edge. Uh, I think they could definitely get some more pressure without having to blitz. They've got good corners right now. So get you guys who can get after the quarterback to make it tougher for him to go out there and make plays and – the best available edge rusher is Dallas Turner. Going Dallas here. Edge rusher. I like Dallas Alabama. too because when you watch Alabama tape, I mean, he's only showing up. He's very, he's he's very similar to Will Anderson. He's a very safe. And edge that's a rusher. value too because he could be a top ten pick. Right. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a top ten value. Um, I think he's the second best edge rusher in this class. Um, but uh, he's like Will, very technically sound. Doesn't like he's not a JJ Watt type. He'll never be a JJ Watt type. I don't think Will Anderson's going to be a J.J. Watt type or T.J. Watt now. But I do think he's going to be a very, very effective edge rusher, so I like the move. So we're sitting at number 17 with Jacksonville, surprising team that did not make the playoffs. This is one of the easier ones for me because when you think of Jackson, it's, it's, you got to find a way to protect Trevor Lawrence. It's about the offensive line. And there's a couple choices, Mims, I'm thinking about there. But I'm going to go, um, go uh, Fuagu, offensive tackle at the Oregon State. One of my top five tackles in that situation. So I, I just see it is Marius Mims was still out there too as well. But uh, Jacksonville just needs help up up on the offensive line. Yeah, they do. Um, really, I mean, yeah, their offensive line was not great this year, and certainly in the latter part of the season, Trevor Lawrence started to get hit a lot, crew some injuries because of that. So I, I think that's a good move. Um, Eighteen overall, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and. I think this one's another cake one. I think this one is they they're gonna probably more than likely lose T. Higgins this offseason. They're losing Tyler Boyd this offseason. They're gonna need some help. Joe Burrow's coming back. Only thing he's got right there is he's got Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon's not getting any younger. The guy's in that 
range where they start degrading at, at the uh, at the running back position. So you got to get younger. You got to get some guys who can you know go out and game. And I just look at a guy who I think might be the best athlete at the wide receiver position in this draft class, and Keon Coleman. And I think this one is a is a good value for them. Oh, Keon so gone. I'm gonna go Keon Coleman there. And you know you're picking him right in kind of the wheelhouse. It's funny because he's been picked. You know, 25th is where he's starting to yeah, see I've Keon seen, Coleman. I've seen him slide a lot, hey, so even like early second round. Six foot four, he gets to the combine, puts up elite numbers, right? And all of a sudden, he's, it's all we're talking that, all, ten to fifteen. Like I said, like right now, where you're seeing him mock doesn't matter because a month from now is really when we're going to see that value. So, but I'm going to assume he has a good combine. And I think his numbers rise enough to where he gets taken with in the first round for sure. Um, so here we've got the L.A. Rams going at number 19. You know, I actually think the Rams are in position for quarterback. I mean, obviously, you know, going forward, they, they get Stetson Bennett that hasn't been there all year. They've Stetson Bennett is not the answer. They, and they, they know he's not, he's not the answer they there, but he's, he's gone. But it was, it was him last year. Stafford's not there. I really want to go quarterback here, but I don't like but the, this, kind of my, and, my, my choices Right, for and it. that's the thing. is, But the, I really want to go defensive back here. Yeah. And since Nate Wiggins is still on the board because Kool-Aid goes earlier, I'm going Nate Wiggins, the cornerback out of Clemson. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but my my big thing was just like, if you're going to go quarterback, you got to get the right one. And is there the right one left? I don't think so. And I just don't think there is. I think, I mean, I think anybody that takes J.J. McCarthy is just asking to get fired. Well, I think there's guys like Quinn Ewers and Carson Beck, but they're not going pro. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, Quinn Ewers stayed, and Carson, Carson Beck's going to stay. And so, yeah, it kind of takes the value out of the, taking that position this year. Plus, Stafford was good this year. Which, um, which, by the way, I don't know if you've been you've been following what the, like Jim Nagy has been saying. He's the executive yeah, I, director. You, you, sent me that, you sent me that tweet earlier. He said, like, the late rounds this year are going to be pretty Yeah, bare. he says in a, in a tweet, he, this is the executive director of the Senior Bowl, the, the premier uh, college all-star game here. Nobody's talking about it because fewly, or a few truly track late-around prospects, but combination of nil money, widespread use of extra COVID year, and smallest junior class in over a decade completely wiped out depth of this year's NFL draft. By late December, our senior board, board, senior board, uh, our senior bowl board fell apart in rounds five through seven. Teams will either be trading away day three picks to preserve value, or selecting players from their free agent uh, side of the board in April. That's an interesting tweet, and I see that more and more guys. Uh, the money, the incentives are there. We're seeing more guys stay in football. Neil has changed the game. Yeah, and again, it is. you're getting more pro-made guys because they spent more times. They're actually getting the 20 starts at quarterback rather than before. And you know, it, I think this actually helps the NFL out as far as guys. Because if you're regularly NFL, you're going to NFL, right? And but the guys are kind of tweeners. Yeah, you're not 100 sure. Or the guys who are late round guys yep. are probably less prone to leave because they're probably going to make more money in NIL than they are if they're playing in the NFL. So there's actually more incentive for a lot of these guys to just stay in college, make money and improve themselves. So they work their draft stock up. I a hundred percent get why they would do that. So, um, so here we're at number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock and uh, you know, this one's interesting because they don't really have a whole bunch of glaring needs. They could use a quarterback for sure because I'm not sure. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's the Kirk answer. Cousins maybe in the right, right. And there was, I mean, there was talk, you know, even before he got hurt, that you know, hey, the Steelers should trade for Kirk Cousins. So that was on the board for a little while here. But you know, I, I look at the Steelers and I think they're the type of team that wants to lean into their identity a little bit more. 
and their defense has been their identity for a while. This is kind of a league that's getting back to slower, more deliberate playing style, less of the high-flying, throw-the-ball-down-the-field type. So let's lean into that. Let's shore up this defense. And I think you're going to go best available DB here, which is Terry and Arnold, who plays that star position there for the uh, – no, 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 it's Malachi – um, who plays corner for the uh, for the uh, Crimson Tide? Opposite. Kind of what Brian Branch did the year before. Yeah, so I'm going to go Terry and Arnold here. I think he just he he's 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 best available corner, best available DB, and gives them a little bit more flexibility in their uh, on their defense. So, 21st overall, we've got the Miami Dolphins. You know, offensive line is something they need, but man, Newton's still sitting there. Jerzon Newton from Illinois. And I think he can be a game changer on the defensive line. The question I and think the for defense that though, did give him a, you know, yeah, but the question one offense I, in the NFL, the defense struggled a bit, right? But the question for that, and this is the thing I would I would say for the whole Jerzon, and I, I Jerzon's probably fallen a lot further than I think either of us thought he would. That's why. That's why but, I was like, oh, right, Newton's there. He's going. That's right in this mock. I would go Newton only because he's fallen this far for value. Right, yeah. But in this situation, like if we were doing trades, I think they would try to trade out of this for sure. I think this would be a moment where a team that really liked Newton would try and trade up and go get him. You know, because this would be like Mims is not gone yet. Mims is still here. But yeah, I mean, if I, if and it were Fatanu. me, I would go tackle. I I would go Mims here because you, Teron Armstead, had so many injuries this year. Just constantly hurt, and it, when the offensive line's not protecting Tua, he's terrible. So that's what I would do. Well, I'm calling the Philadelphia Eagles. You're drafting right behind them and trying to work a deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, they Philly, Philly would love to get a DB. They need some DB help bad. Yeah, they do. They, um, they completely do. Uh, it's either between that uh, offensive line, um, Amarius Mims, or Jerzon Newton. Those are the two choices. I, I would right go now. Mims just because. But they, they do need offensive line. I mean, that's they, one of the things I they would do go, need. I would go Mims because just because their offense is kind of gimmicky. I'm torn between them. It's I'm gonna, gimmicky. I'm going to go ahead and go with Mims, You're although someone's going to hell okay. of a deal with, with Newton. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think their offense is a little gimmicky, and they need to protect yeah, they, they, they need Tua. to protect Tua. They need, he needs. Give some time for Tua to yes. stand back there and hit. Tyree killed Jalen Waddle. Because he panics. As soon as, as soon as his first read, as soon as he's not able to get the ball to his first read because of pressure or because he's because cov- that guy's covered, he he panics. And I just I think you want to make him as comfortable as possible. So 22 overall, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles. I think a very surprising position for them to be in. Um, if they did not draft all those damn Georgia players on their defensive line, I would take Jerzon Newton here. Um, but I think in this position here. Uh, you a I think they would love to trade out of this position because a lot of the DBs have been going, but I look at this one and there's one guy I really really like. There's actually two guys I really like, and it's tough choice here. Yeah, Cameron Kinchins, who I think could be the better overall safety between him and Tyler Newbin. But I think Tyler Newbin, more of a ball hawking type, you know, center fielder, shut down the deep pass, and so the question becomes. Which do you value more if you are the Eagles? Do you want the center fielder who's going to go out there and just lock down anything down the field? Or do you want the guy who can make all the plays? 
And the other thing, too, is wide receiver because A.J. Brown, not right. happy in Philly. Right, yeah, and I and get it. someone to pair with Devontae Smith. I get it, but there's no guarantee that he's going to want out. They could smooth things they over there. defensive backs, number one, though. That's but I think, what they need I think first. number one they need is defensive backs. You could smooth over the – because we saw the same thing with Stephon Diggs this, this you know last offseason. So. But I think what you're going to do is you go get best, best available DB, and I think that's Cameron Kinchins. I just think he's – uh, a physical specimen, so that's where I that's where I go there. Yeah, the, the, look at all the guys that lost both, lost both safeties in this offseason. It's uh, yep. something really struggled on. I mean, their their cornerback situation isn't great right now. I mean, it's just really just big play slay, and that's it. So, all right, Houston. Okay, D'Amico Ryan's is your head coach. This man. is I, no, this this, the master. This, of this is Jerzon Newton right here. Right here. Jerzon Newton is, is going Newton to Houston because right they're running up to the stage to put this. Oh, in. dude, if 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 that, I'll tell you, D'Amico's this. sitting there going, "Are you kidding me?" I'll tell Just you this. Pulling out a cigar right now. I'll tell you this. D'Amico <laughs> would push for them to trade up with the Dolphins yeah. to go get Jerzon. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he fell to twenty. The Texans are running to the uh, podium. Yes, like you can't. He, they could not turn that card in fast enough. If they got Jerzon <laughs> Newton. <laughs> that is a D'Amico Ryan's uh, pick right there. So getting to uh, to twenty four, um, we've got the Cowboys here. And this was, <laughs> oh, the Cowboys. This interesting. one's interesting. This was really interesting here. And it's interesting because there's a lot of ways they could go. I don't, there's a lot of edge rushers still on the board. I'm not convinced on edge rusher. I'm not even 100% sold on wide receiver yet. Um, but when I, I look at what they're doing as a team, I think right now the biggest issue that they had on that team was in the the defensive in the secondary and they were getting torched by the Packers. They were getting absolutely ripped to shreds by the Packers. It was nasty. They just everything they wanted they got. And now you have a guy who's a ball hawking safety who can go out there and shut down the deep game and force teams to play underneath and I think that's Tyler Newbin. I think he gives you exactly what you like need. It. So I like Tyler Newbin, uh, safety out of Minnesota. So now we go to 25 overall with the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. Nice little run this year in the postseason. You got Jordan Love. You, you bulk him up with weapons. Although Christian Watson, uh, I think he's underutilized at times with Green Bay. But I don't. Know he also has his injury issues too, so that that plays a part. But yeah, edge yeah. rusher for Green Bay for sure. They they've lost that uh, several times. Wide receiver is another top choice uh, for me here. Um, Man, Jared Verse still on the board. You know, he started playing a lot better towards the end of the year. Uh, he came in with high aspirations, too. Uh, a lot of people look at Todd Tittman for Jared Verse. Best pass rusher going. I'm going to go ahead and go Jared Verse here um, for the Green Bay Packers. He he definitely stepped his game up after you know right around the midpoint of the season. It seems like a Packers season. pick. He struggled early in the season. Not was not generating much Braylon pressure. Braylon Trice almost too. Trice really stepped it up too later in the season. Both of those guys were, were guys who were projected as as first round picks, and early on they struggled to really kind of get things going. Um, middle point of the season though, they really got down and started to to produce. And yeah, I, I think Jared Verse would be a good pick there. Um, so now we're twenty sixth overall. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this one, there's a few options here. Could go wide receiver. They could go offensive line. They could go edge rusher. 
they got Godwin. Mike Evans is more than likely gone this year in, in, in the offseason. I think Evans probably signed somewhere on a on a short-term deal. Um, would not be shocked if Evans ended up a chief this offseason. Um, so you look at that, and uh, you could go Brian Thomas Jr. here, wide receiver out of LSU. You could go edge rusher with uh, a Braswell or a Braylon Trice. And um, you still have A.D. Mitchell on the board. You still have Tez Walker on the board, Troy Franklin on the board. But, you know, when I when I think of what the Bucks are with, uh, what's his name, Todd Bowles as their head coach, he's a defensive coordinator, defensive guy, calls that defense. Defense really, like, stepped their game up in the middle part of the year. It's a big reason why they were able to win their, the, their division, the NFC South, and they won a playoff game. They took the Lions to the limit. Um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they lean more into that identity, get themselves an edge rusher. This is a good wide receiver class. You don't need to take one in the first round uh, if you've got an edge rusher like this. So I'm gonna say they go Braylon Trice, edge rusher. Uh, I Washington. like Braylon Trice. That's where probably I was going with the Cardinals pick. And the Cardinals could also use an edge rusher too, because <laughs> uh, yeah, they well, we already uh, have them getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. So I think at this point now, defense is probably going to be more pressing than offense because you you got Trey McBride there who emerges a very good tight end for them. I like corner too. Kamari, Kamari Cor- Lasseter is still yeah. there. Kamari Lasseter is still there. Who's their top corner that they have? For Georgia, yes. Is it is that is that Lasseter's their number one corner? I believe so, yes. Okay, I'm going to go Lasseter, uh, Kamari Lasseter for the uh, Cardinals. They go Marvin Harrison Jr. in the first round. So we got the Buffalo Bills on the board, and this one – they got options here. I think the easy 49 over the cap, 49 million over the <laughs> they cap. They got a lot of money over the cap. They're not going to Gabe Davis is more than likely gone. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs Stephon, can't catch anymore. Stephon Diggs, I yeah, and it, it was funny as like I was saying I said this during the summer, early in the season, I was like you cannot count on Stefan Diggs continuing to play the same way that he has cuz he just turned 30 last month. He's going to be 31 this December. You cannot count on that man continuing to go and do what he does. So I think they go best available wide receiver here, and I look at these guys, and I see Brian Thomas Jr., and mm, mm, I just mm, 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 mm. I just don't think you can pass him mm. up, man. And I think they know the mm. Chiefs would love to have him. So Gosh, took him <laughs> right out from the Chiefs. Yeah, I just – I Coleman's gone. Now Brian <laughs> Thomas Jr.'s gone. Uh, two of my favorites uh, – not my total favorites, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. and and Romo Dunze and uh, and uh, Malik Neighbors are, but I'm going to go uh, wide receiver, of course, for the Chiefs. Course, yeah, um, Troy so, Franklin's a guy I like because of the size. So you got Troy Franklin, Donnie got, Mitchell, I really like too because Eddie of Mitchell. the size because he's six four, one ninety six. You got Tez Walker, you got Lad McConkey, and Tez Walker's a guy that's been mocked to the Chiefs a little bit here and there. Yeah, I've seen him more second round, but yeah, I've seen I've seen a few where he was mocked to them late in the first. Troy Franklin, six three one seventy, and I'm going six four one ninety six. Eighty Mitchell, uh, wide receiver um, from Texas, uh, one of the two top two. I think they had with Ad Mitchell and Xavier Worthy, but I'm going Ad Mitchell to the Kansas City Chiefs. Any disagreements? No, I Did like you wear your Chiefs sweatshirt. I, I like the move. Okay, I. I I, I like the size. I think he's he's more of a, he's going to play a little bit smaller than his six four frame. Um, he might put on a little bit muscle, a little bit more muscle and whatnot. But um, I think he gives you the deep threat that you like. Runs the routes you want. 
It comes from a championship pedigree. Yeah, like uh, I'll be interested Played to see. Played Georgia Bulldogs. I'll be really interested to see what he does at the at the combine there with that Two 40 national time. titles. Yeah. I, I like the pick. I think he was he very quickly emerged as the best option that they have for the uh for the um for the Longhorns and for Georgia. So yeah, I like the move. Um now we've Kinda got a four yard touchdown pass in the yeah, national title game. Right, yeah, he was really good. So you got the Lions on the board here. Um they don't have a ton of needs, but they do have some needs there. And I think really what you would like to do if you were the Lions is just kind of add on to your defense because your offense is really good right now. So I think you want to go and add to your defense. Your secondary, not really that great right now. So if I'm looking at their defense, there's a guy I really like um, named Kalen King. Oh, I like Kalen King. Cornerback out of Penn State. He's uh he's very similar to Joey Porter Jr. Not quite as as physical, not quite as good as in man coverage as uh, Joey Porter Jr. is, but he's still a very very talented corner. And I think you can go get him, and you add another uh you add another playmaker on your defensive end this time in your secondary, and I think that bodes well for the Lions. So now we get thirty first overall with the San Francisco 49ers. This is interesting to me because. You think of Trent Williams and the age and that offensive line. Right. But you know what? They went out and grabbed every pass rusher they could. They did. They just keep getting pass rushers. They kept because that's a big part of what they are and who they are. And drafting an edge rusher to me makes a lot of sense too. So does offensive line. I think offensive line makes a little bit more sense for them. I'm, I'm with you kind of on that. Because I think, I think their defensive line is much better than their offensive because line. Because they is. love to run the football, love to put the ground, and they got to protect Brock Purdy. they got to protect Brock. They, they put the pieces around. It's serviceable what you do with Brock Purdy. You need the offensive line. Um, listen, they, they go out and get every Patrick so they can. I think they'll go free agency for that. So I'm going to go offensive line. And Jordan Morgan out of uh, Arizona is one of my top choices. Oh, you went with Jordan Morgan. <laughs> that's fine. Jordan Morgan's you, fine. I thought who you were taking. My no, bad. No, that's fine. We'll take Jordan Morgan. <laughs> my bad. I thought that's who you were taking. It was, um, uh, the uh, the other one was out of Washington. The uh, yeah. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? Um, Fautanu. Yeah, Fautanu. Yeah. It was the other one, but Jordan Morgan's fine. Yeah. Because okay. I really like his nastiness. Yeah, I, I like him too. That, you know what? Arizona going over the first guy. That was, a, that was a guy that was mocked to the Chiefs like on a couple of mocks. <laughs> Like two times ago hey, that we did the mock draft round. I'm fine. Who was it that put the wrong name on the card or they missed their card? They, they, uh, they tried to get the card up there and they, somebody passed them because they waited too long. Who I forget who it was. Is it the Vikings? The Vikings got yeah. passed up. Yeah, they passed, yeah. got passed up. Yeah, they yeah. Got pa- I think that was the 03 draft. I just got passed up. Yes, you did. <laughs> so the Ravens on the clock. We'll, hopefully they're not picking 32 this year. Um, and you know, this the, one's good. This is, this is. So this one's this one's different because you you They're could so good go, offensively and defensively, right? You could go wide receiver again, but they've spent a lot of picks on wide Unless receiver. Unless you're not expecting much of Modell, right? And I I don't think you you hear somebody a would, lot from him. I mean, wide receiver is an option though, man. It's an option. Another position I think you look at is in your secondary corner. Um. That's I mean if if there is a weakness on their team it is corner, because um, they're very good up front. Either sits out there for corner. Yeah. I really like him. I really thought he's going to sneak in the first round. Troy Franklin's another receiver I like. I think it's between Troy Franklin and Rakestraw. Yeah, because I love the way Enos plays. 
So I, I kind of look at all the, the different corners here and yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at it and I think Ennis Rakestraw is probably your best option here. You get a nice, good, He's a solid physical player, corner. man. He's physical, very Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and they like that physical style of play. So I, I think corner is 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 a great spot for them to go, and Rakestraw certainly fits that profile. So we have finished our uh, mock draft, 0.2. No, we had eight receivers in the first round the first time we did this. So let's see here. We've got Marvin Harrison Jr., so that's one. Malik Neighbors is two. We've got Romo Dunze at three. Keon Coleman at four. Brian Thomas Jr. at five. A.D. Mitchell at six, and that's it. Okay, so we had six this time. So we, we went down two. Yes. And, and combine I, numbers will change. Obviously, there's a few guys there that okay, we didn't have Jatavian Sanders, by the way, the tight end. Uh, which we I had think one I, tight end in the first round with Bowers. Which I think that's probably what's going to happen. Xavier Worthy is still sitting out there. And there's some guys that may go first round that we didn't have go in the first round. Yeah, and again, a lot of this is kind of contingent on the combine because the combine is going to really affect the value for it's wide receivers. Change, like change I, of Keon Coleman, I think, could be the move, biggest mover shaker in this. Me too. I think Keon Coleman could really, really – and and I one guy I also think – I think Brian could, Thomas could be interesting too. Me too. Oh, yeah, I already said this. Like, you know, his yeah. 40 times is going to be really big for him. Another guy, though, I really am interested to see what he does is Tez Walker. Because Tez didn't get a lot of time to play this year because of the eligibility issue. so Transferred from the MAC. Hey, I've seen him mock to the Chiefs in several. Yeah, so if... But I'm happy with who we got the AD Mitchell. Me I too. Think that I'm happy with that. Me too. Chiefs. Like, the guys I'm kind of looking at, at at that role. I wanted Brian Thomas that you picked right before. <laughs> I wanted him too, but I, Chris I think... Chris Donato the, <laughs> the way I looked at it is that if if I were the Bills, Brian Thomas Jr. is best available right All the chances right screw there. over the Chiefs? Yeah. Oh, man. yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course, I, I I think that they made a very strong when they when they went out and got Kyrie Elam. I think they were really worried about the Chiefs going and getting yeah. them. So ever since that Mahomes debacle in seventeen, they're yeah. still they're still on tilt. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's a glimpse into kind of where we think the valuation is for these guys. There, like I said, twenty of the, twenty eight of these picks have been solidified now with the end of the divisional round. So there's only four more picks left to solidify. Hopefully, the Chiefs will be picking thirty two in the first round. Um, but you know, either way, there's going to be a lot of great options for them at wide receiver. Plus, on top of that, again, let's not forget that they could also go and get someone in free agency. So um, there's options there. So a lot of exciting things that could happen. So um, like I said, we'll be back again next week. Next week, start getting ready for those Senior Bowl previews. Senior Bowl practice is going to be starting the up. 31st, baby. We are excited about that. So um very very uh glad that you guys joined us um like subscribe comment wherever you can download these podcasts please do so give us five stars we appreciate you guys listening to us for jay binkley i'm christian nocero and we'll catch you guys next time